Hi. So in this episode, I interviewed Adi Zif Botersky. She's a clinical psychologist that is uh, doing so much more. She did a lot of product development and now uh, started a, a company, a startup, uh, Kumbaya, that gives service uh, to parents from teens. And uh, we talked a lot about how, how do you take something that is sort of a traditional uh, clinical psychology job or uh, education and how do you transfer it to the new world of, of tech and uh, tech startups? Um, I think it's, it's amazing. I think what I took most of it is that you just, you just have to try. You just have to try and see how it goes. So here it is. I give you a deep. So uh, I'm here with Adi. I'm very excited to record this episode. We're, um, as we promised, not to focus only on biologists. Um, Adi is a clinical psychologist. And um, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, how are you? Thank you for inviting me. I'm very oh, excited to be thank here. Thank you so much for joining. And I'm not a biologist, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Adi. I uh, came to the US uh, 14 years ago to do my PhD in clinical psychology, uh, finished that, I opened a private practice, and the cons- parallel to that, opened a consulting business to tech companies, started to consult in all kinds of areas. Uh, two companies really quickly moved to the product area and uh, started working in a really great company called Megagon Lab, really cut the niche of psychology and technology over the years. Um, in Megagon Lab, we built a product from scratch that is a well-being and community product for Generation Z students. Um, implemented a lot of my research and uh, consumer behavior knowledge. We did a lot of uh, uh, studies in the universities. Um, wrote an article. Pretty, you know. I think it's. I think it's a. It's a good article. It's kind of boring, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> So kind of learned a lot about the product, work in a product team. It was kind of like a startup within a corporate, which is uh, which uh, I learned a lot, um, understood that my passion lies in creating something from scratch, from having an idea to putting life into it and seeing it happening. So I definitely found where I want to go to work at Megagon and then met my partner, Chen Levanon, which you also know. And together we thought about Kumbaya, and today we opened, uh, a year ago we opened our company, and we're co-founders. Kumbaya is a marketplace that connects uh, teens to gig work and connects parents that need help with those teens. It's a communal marketplace. So this This changed a bit during the coronavirus, right? It changed a little bit before, you know, our focus is is moved to teens more, Mm -hmm. uh, even before. Uh, it was more focused on uh, in-person services like tutoring, babysitting, pet care, and then Corona happened, and we adapted pretty quickly to virtual uh, virtual services by teens. So teens are doing, as of today, uh, virtual tutoring, virtual childcare. Everything is virtual today. We will 
uh, go back to in-person as well, I think the future holds a combination between those two after the COVID-19. But uh, definitely uh, feel like we're serving the community at this point of need. A lot of parents that need help. A lot of parents that need help. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when you started psychology, um, in the university, had you have you had any idea that this is the direction you'll take? I'm a very uh, open person, right? I let uh, you know I'm very attuned to things that are interesting to me. I can tell you that when I landed in uh, my first year of PhD, I I was thinking that I will sit on the couch for thirty years and see clients. Wow, that's what I thought. I think it's very important to. Uh, be open to the opportunities that are around you and uh, Silicon Valley uh, in its nature holds many of those opportunities and early on I understood and saw it around me that uh, we are we are needed and I'm telling students that I teach them in the universities uh, get out of the couch we're needed this is the technological world is developing without us. It can't have, they need us, right? How can you build a product without having the consumer side and understanding the, know what motivates your users, know what, what helps them tick, what, what will, you know, how can you build a product? And, and, and it, it, you know, you know it, it didn't happen in a day, but uh, one thing led to another. I was open to opportunities and I was trying, I was willing to give a chance and to feel uncomfortable, to put myself in an uncomfortable situation daily. <laughs> I can tell you that. And I learned from it. So uh, not to be afraid to try, the worst that can happen is that you will fail. But if you're not gonna try, you're gonna fail for sure. That's true. So how did you get your first consultancy um... It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, it was through, so so I, I I knew I had to put myself out there, and I can tell you that the thing that happened that helped me the most was networking. So I started to go to places where I knew the people I wanted to consult for are there. Go to where your customers are, creating connections with people, building connections. Right? It doesn't happen in a day. You don't meet someone in a workshop. Or, or a conference and they hire you immediately. But you develop a kind of a relationship and positioning is also very important. So I managed to position myself whenever someone thought uh, that were close to me, thought psychology and technology, boom, they would recommend me, no matter for what. You know, I got like all kinds of, you know, can you consult for culture building and whatever, right? And then I would uh, screen it, but I positioned myself in a, in a place where where technology and psychology was was me that's right um and it takes a while it's kind of doing your own marketing it's so uh, how, how do you so you come with obviously with your you know basic knowledge of psychology but how did you learn to sort of translate it into consultancy because i'm sure the the fields are different right like all of a sudden you're consulting for a company that does something very specific that you never not necessarily came across before correct but i would uh, you know when when we're talking about product management um in general uh there's so many backgrounds that people are coming from it's not just like engineer go to product everyone you know i bring the behavioral aspect of it and i had to learn everything else so whether i did workshops and i consulted with really smart people and i i did my homework 
and I looked at who's working at the product, what the product means, really took my research skills and put them in place, read tons of articles, read tons of stuff, right? Like we're a researcher. We need to learn something. We don't know everything. We go and we learn it. We go and we apply it with what we have. And I think that's the unique aspect that we can bring, right? We, you know, we can leverage our experience and our skills to learn new things in a different way than other people do. So for example, for product um, development, as you said, did you try to go for like basic product development um, courses? It's or- a good question. I uh, was in a very unique situation. Uh, I, I don't know if it's by accident or I got la- or you know I got lucky or I brought this upon myself, but the companies I was at was was giving me all the tools to learn that. Right, I was next to, it's an AI lab with the most talented engineer on earth. And they taught me machine learning. And I learned how the system works. And I had one uh, director of product that took me and kind of taught me that. And I, I learned through my legs. Mm. I'm the best at doing that. Uh, but I did combine it with a lot of you know, workshops. I did a lot of consumer behavior classes. You know, I read a lot. I read a lot read a lot, really did the legwork. Um, um, you just need someone to give you a chance. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was very lucky earlier on to, to get that chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I find it amazing that networking is so much needed no Power- matter where you go. <laughs> powerful, it's powerful. And, and you know, uh, I also have a net- the network of women that we belong to, right? How empowering is that? right? To be in that environment, to, to surround yourself with people who inspire you, with people who really want to, to, to teach you and to mentor you and to take a mentor. I had, I had a mentor, right? So I had someone who I go to and, and, and I, I consult with and they direct me. And if I look at where I am now and where I was, it's like, it's unbelievable how much I learned. So get the help from people around you and don't be afraid to say that you don't know and that you need help. I think my uh, be vulnerable. The ability, we don't need to know everything. I think we kind of can agree that we're smart. Okay. We have our degrees. We can, we can kind of get that out of the way. We're not going to be dumb. We're not going to be considered as dumb, but we can't know everything. So asking questions, not be afraid to say something dumb or there's, you know, um, don't be afraid to be vulnerable when it comes to that. That's the only way to learn. So at first you were um, combining your sort of consultancy with the clinic. How did you, first of all, how did you balance the two? Um, It's a very good question. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard, but it, it, but I'm, um, I think for me, it was a good fit. I'm a, I like a variety. I don't like uh, to do one thing and I'm kind of addicted to variety. (laughs) In some way, that's why the startup environment is kind of where I thrive. I need to be worried. (laughs) Uh, I need need the balance between, uh, you know, doing all kinds of things uh, and not do one thing and use only one skill and kind of do that. So I think I did it really well. It's hard, you know, in terms of it's time consuming. It's hard to switch the mind sometimes. It was was a challenge, but be aware of that. And uh, I fixed my schedule that way uh, that it would, you know, I wouldn't have to do a lot of transitions. Right. Between, you know, sitting in a clinic with a client and 
then uh, doing the product worker research interviews. Um, so really uh, know when you are challenged with it and, and do something to change it. Incredible. So, um, so you did the clinic, then you did the consultancy a lot. And then at some point you've, you've decided to, to start up a business with Chen. Uh, I think you met her through the women network we have exactly and that was a tough decision because I had to drop everything I I did right so it was a point in my life where I said you have a very comfortable life you know the clinic went really well consulting business you know it's it's good pays well Um, drop all that and 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 focus on on the startup it was a tough decision um you know, it, it, it has, it's a, it's a trade-off. I knew yeah. what I was going into. Um, but I'm looking back, I'm, I think it was a really good decision for me. Uh, I have a thing that I do decisions and then I uh, consider the, the implications. <laughs> I, just like I came to the US or just like I, you know, in decisions that I make, but I think this one I thought really good about and I, um, um, I wasn't afraid to take a chance. What's, what I was thinking about, what's the worst that can happen? I have my profession. I can always, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'm going in it and I'm putting all my heart in it. If you do a startup, you need to be all in, right? It's the only way it's going to work. And I took a chance and I'm really glad I did. It's not the easiest thing in the world to yeah. start up a founder. I can tell you that. Pulls a lot of challenges. But I, I love the ride. I love the right for better or for worse. So what, what do you think that sort of helps you to be, to at least feel prepared or, you know, confident enough to, in order to make the leap? It's a good question. I think uh, you need to think about it when you do it. You need to think about the level of support you need around you, um, which I had. I have an amazing supportive husband that was like, go for it. And you need to think what it will take from you, right? What, what, you know, what it holds, don't just see the nice parts of it, right? Understand that there will be struggles on the way and think about that when you make that decision. Um, and I already tasted this world before I, I did that, right? Cause I worked in a tech company and I've seen startups around and you cannot not know what it means to have a startup when you live in the Bay Area, right? <laughs> It's contagious, right? I got the tech bug. Um, so I think there are a few things to think about, but I think you want to think if, if it's the fear or if it's real kind of struggles and challenges you need to think about, because sometimes the fear feeds into that. Mm-hmm. So uh, really learn how to segregate, I'm afraid to do that, or these are real challenges. I think that's a, that's a lot of work, but, but it's, it's going to be helpful in making that decision. So are there specific business courses or I have a degree my undergrad is in business and with IT uh, major so I did law and business uh, so I have a, I have a few degrees <laughs> connected them over the years <laughs> uh, it's I'm enjoying the ride though nothing that I did I would I would uh, I would take I would uh, change by the way everything led me to where I am today yep. I'm applying everything I learned from the day I got into a business and law, I'm still applying that. So I have a background in business. Uh, I do think, you know, you need some background in business, but again, um, 
Everything is stuff that you can learn on the way if you really want to, but learn it, right? Don't do things that are, you know, if you want to do something, go and learn it. You have the ability to learn. I trust my ability to, to learn, to educate myself, to, to know where to look for the information, especially today. It's so open. We can take a design class at Stanford. We can take, you know, it's so, you just have to kind of focus. I do uh, suggest focusing. Like if this is what I want to do, I go and I learned it. Not to learn all kinds of things and get confused and distracted. Things that will really help you apply what you, where you want to go to. And sometimes you don't know where you want to go to. You just have to try. Uh, when I landed in uh, consulting, I didn't know that I would end up in product. But then I found it and that's it. I knew I was in the right place. You have to experience it and look around you and kind of see what other people are doing and actually uh, that will lead you to know what you, where you want to end up. So maybe we can talk about the product. I, I think it's very interesting. So what do you do as a psychologist uh, or someone with a psychology background in, uh, in product development? So I'm actually in charge of all the product. I do the strategy of the product, uh, you know, decide where the product is now, where the product is going. I also do the nitty gritty of uh, doing screens and uh, product requirement and roadmaps and uh, give the, uh, you know, if, I, if we have some kind of uh, business goal that we want to get to, then how will the product bring us there? And how, what does that mean? Like if you want to put a payment system, what does that mean? How will it look like in the product? So we, we kind of take it from the big picture and take it down. Um, we think about how the user will react to certain things in the product. So our product is built on trust, right? Teenagers and parents and all kinds of layers of trust that we need in our product. How do we make the user feel that this is a trusted platform? How do we make the user feel I can put my kid here to provide services to other parents and be calm about it? How do we create that layer of transparency? What would the, per the parents think when they land in our app to help them have this feeling? So it's all kind, you know, we, we come as psychologists, we come with the empathy that needed for this kind of product. And it actually needs to be implemented to the product development, mm -hmm. right? How will this make the person feel? And you do it a lot by asking people, not just by me being a psychologist thinking that, but it's definitely helping looking at it from the consumer behavior side and how you will create new habits with the consumer. Right. And is it similar to what you were doing before as a consultant uh, for products? Yes, I was, I was actually a product manager before that in that company. Mm -hmm. um, so this is what we did, right? We did a, a smart journal that is based on artificial intelligence and, psychology, and positive psychology uh, that helps people kind of make sense of their daily experiences. So you write your daily experience and you have a machine learning from the back end that kind of reads into your text and tells you to which values that you have this experience and here today. For example, if I ran, it means that, wow, you invested in your physical well-being today. Like make sense of your experiences and recommend stuff that you can do that will increase your well-being. Like go do five minutes meditation. Say thank you to, to your spouse or your partner or someone who did something nice for you today. Kind of promote gratitude. So we were looking at all the values that, that, that increase well-being and help people make sense of their experience and do more of the things that will increase their well-being. We focused on students in psychology classes. So that was, <laughs> that was convenient. 
but it was nice. We did it all over the Bay Area in universities. So that was based on, on I guess, on research, right? On uh, research of well-being. Definitely. Uh, the company before I came did like a pool of, I think, uh, 100,000 people asked them about happiness and well-being. And then I came, I had to make sense of all this data. Um, it was it was a good segue to product because people, they were researchers. It's a research lab for AI people that they wanted to take the NLP and apply it to a psychological uh, product. And this is why I was there. I was the product in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about that and how to apply that kind of research. They were writing articles. I was very involved in that process as well. Um, I think it was the perfect segue to this world for me right. it, uh, in terms of that. So, so did they have a, a psychologist in the founding team? No, I was the, it, it wasn't. It was an a AI lab of a really big company. It's a Japanese number one company that bought Indeed and Glassdoor. And it was a hub of that. They had all the funding they needed. And, you know, they wanted to apply it to a product like do a spin-off from that. So it wasn't really, you know, we didn't need funding or we didn't need anything. Uh, so it was like a startup experiment in that lab. So they did not have a psychologist. I was the only psychologist. That's why I had so much freedom. And it was wonderful to work with that team because everyone brought their kind of expertise. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Actually, guess- one of the people in the team is, is now our uh, head of uh, engineering. So. <laughs> that so. worked out well. <laughs> so, so that was the first time you were working in a team, right? So in the team, yes. I, I did product consultant before, but it wasn't the same like that. That, that was in person. I did it, you know, I, I consulted to Israeli companies. Some of them were in Israel. I worked here, but that was the first time. The first real startup experience, yes. That's, pr- that's pretty different to, to being a clinical psychologist, isn't it? Yes, but somehow it felt really natural. I'm a people person. I love working in teams. Um, I like learning from people around me. Um, and I think it was, it was pretty natural to me. I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't know if there is a thing, a typical psychologist, but I'm, uh, I've always been like, I think both. <laughs> That's amazing. So did you do during your um, studies in, where, remind me, where did you do your uh, clinical psychology here? At Palo Alto University. So were there opportunities during your studies to sort of experience something like this or? No, but I think there are now. Well, it was uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> uh, but I think there are now because, uh, because I see, you know, I see the school uh, becoming very innovative. I see their alumni going to those places as well. Uh, I think uh, one of the alumni works at Headspace. So, you know, the mental health space is uh, developing tremendously. I think it's, it's not happening enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's not happening enough. Actually, in Israel, they now opened in the IDC a program that is a PhD in psychology and, and, uh, and uh, computer. Oh, wow. And that is the perfect degree. It's the perfect degree because that's exactly where we're headed. In 10 years from now, there will not be a company that will not have a psychologist or a behavioral expert in, in it. I, I would bet on it. It's funny you say that. We, I visited here um, a gaming company and they develop uh, 3D games, uh, virtual reality games. And, uh, you know, they wanted to be surprising. They wanted to be scary. They wanted to be 
um, you know, interesting. And I kept saying, like, do you have a psychologist on your team? And they kept saying, no. I was like, that's not right. You have to have one. <laughs> I agree with you. How can you develop something for people when someone is not coming from that perspective and has deep understanding of the human soul and mind and mental abilities and mental flexibilities? It's, uh, I, I always say psychologists, get out of the couch. We, we're, we're needed. I really believe that. I think there is, uh, especially after COVID, right? You know, mental health uh, yeah. uh, issues, let's call it like that, in the world will, uh, will be, you know, there's, and technology can reach a lot of people. That's what I like about technology that is different than what, what I do in the, pra- in the clinic, right? You help one person, it's amazing. The feeling is amazing. And here you can help, you know, so many people. You can reach so many people. That it's amazing that's true that's true no I, I agree with you i think this combination of technology and science in general but also psychology specifically um is very very much needed and um we're going into that direction actually we we interviewed a few episodes ago um ariel shkedi from the bcba network so they i think it's ucsf and stanford maybe someone else um for uh, students, PhD students, uh, to have experience in consulting and, and stuff like that. And I think product development probably should be their uh, next sphere if they're not going there yet. Um, it should probably be. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think no, it I will be, a, I think we, we have a lot of changes to, to look forward to. I think it's starting and I think it's, uh, it's going to get better and people in science and in psychology will be more involved in those processes. They should be, they should be, they just need to not be afraid. I see a lot of them is like, this is not, you know, it's not my world. How can I get into that world? Well, no one started from that world. We actually have an advantage going into that world. So thinking about it this way and taking chances and uh, expanding on your skills, I think is a, especially where we're at Silicon Valley has so many options. We just have to see those, right. to open our eyes to it. That's how I feel. One way to learn things is to just go and learn, you know, do it and, you know, learn on the way. Go and do it. Yeah. Let someone give you a chance. Yeah. And that, I think it's amazing because then, um, I think it's especially amazing if there's someone next to you that can teach you along the way or at least give you pointers of sort of where to look what you what you need um are there any other ways of learning these things i think you can also start following social media like linkedin is a great resource uh to find people in certain uh in certain uh, areas that you're interested in and start following them and start possibly looking at the tags that they're doing kind of one thing leads to another i think in terms of product um um, there's a really good book called Habit Formation, and Neo Real is a really good person to follow. Um, there's the Airbnb guy, I think his name is Lenny Ratitsky, is a really good product guy. So, so look at those kind of leaders in the in the area you want to go to, and start seeing what they have to say. Start seeing what they did, how they started. Really, kind of uh, look at how you can can do it for yourself and go into where they are. Everyone, I'm, I'm sure some of them have great stories and not everyone got to it from the traditional way. 
So it's really good to follow those people, to take classes, workshop, you meet people in that. Conferences are great. Because in conferences, sometimes you get all kinds of aspects of things. And then you say, oh, this, this one is interesting. I should talk to that person. Don't be afraid to reach out to people that are points of interest. It's, it's quite amazing how you do that in LinkedIn and people react. Mm. So, you know, I, uh, when I was working in Megagon Lab, there was, there was uh, someone we wanted to talk to. Uh, she wrote a book about emotional agility and we thought it was a really good um, book. And I actually reached out to her. She didn't know me. And she, you know, got back to me. And we actually met with her and, and she was like, you know, a writer going on the, you know, she had the TED talk that was like the TED talk of the year, but, but people react and, and people actually, you would be surprised. You would be surprised how cold uh, messages and emails work sometimes. So try it. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. So really look up to leaders in the field you want to get into, I think is one of uh, uh, the advice I have. And there's so many materials out there. Know how to segregate what's, what's not, not okay and what is okay <laughs> uh, to learn from. Yeah, uh, but I think it's hard these days. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, you can take classes and stuff, but you learn from the people and what they're actually doing. And there's so many articles and stuff that you can read. And it's just, you know, we, we're lucky to have the, this amount, sometimes we're lucky, sometimes we're not, amount of data out there. Yeah. Yeah, you just have, have to filter it right. Overwhelming sometimes, I, I agree. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, so there was, um, there was one question from uh, our online group. If you haven't joined our online group, please do. Everyone listening, um, Academia Group on Facebook. Uh, it's also an option uh, to connect with uh, people we've interviewed before and after uh, the episodes. So come and join. So um, someone was asking um, how, uh, if there's advice or tools um, to use sort of your, um, you know, research knowledge, basic, um, basic sort of scientific knowledge for, um, for sort of how to apply that for, for different fields. I can only talk about how I apply it to my field. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, what I talked about my experience earlier that I worked in the research lab, so it's pretty clear, right? We did a lot of research. We, we wrote articles. We kind of, you know, um, I felt like it was my dissertation, right? We had like an IRB uh, with the universities and we didn't uh, collect the data. So it definitely was the obvious uh, of how it happened. But also in... Um, you know, in the, in the small things, right? So there is, uh, we wanted to choose a color for the app. So there, you know, I, I applied my research kind of brain. I was like, let's go research. What is the color that people react most to or stuff like that, right? We, we have that mind of a researcher. We, we, we believe data, right? So exploring data, knowing how to extract, we have that tendencies as researcher to, to get the gist of the data right? To, to get that, we do, we have to after reading so many articles, right? So to, to kind of skim things and see what's important in it. And I think it's a huge, huge use and skill that we can apply to any field. Um, it's not one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. It's not one-dimensional. We have to remember that. We can apply it to many, many fields. It's, uh, you know, we have that kind of brain and it can be actually very, very helpful in many, many ways. 
ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think, yeah, I think everyone in, in their own field have to find those um, sort of those parts that you, you can use. Um, and I think one way, one good way is to go to the experts and those that have done it before, like you're doing here. Um, and, and yeah, and pick your brains about how, what can Definitely. be. And you can always expand on your skills. I think it's very important to know that, you know, we, we can expand on it. It doesn't have to be for one use. Yeah. So, you know, just don't take a chance. Don't be afraid to fail. You will fail. My, uh, my road, uh, my journey was uh, full of failures. I just want to say it. It's just how you bounce back from it and go back to your core. Yeah. And not let it take over. I had many failures. Can you, can you share one that we, you've learned from the most? Uh, I learned from the most. I don't know. It was so many, right? But I can <laughs> share one that comes up, right? So I wanted, um, when I got into tech and consultant, there was a position in uh, Facebook that I applied to. Uh, if I look back, if I would, if I would actually get that position, my life would look completely different. But uh, I, I was so, that's what I wanted. I was like, this is what I want. This is my way into, you know, to that world. And this is, this is how it's going to happen. And it went really well, but I didn't get the job oh. and it broke me. I remember I was like, maybe I shouldn't be in this field. So this inner voices of what are you, you're a psychologist. What do you think you're doing? You're going to technology. Who do you think you are? Right. All those inner critics and inner voices that were in me. And if you let it take over, you would just go back to the private practice and that's it. Right. But I, I took a little bit to grieve for that. And then I went back to the game and other opportunities uh, showed up. Right. So not to give up. Mm -hmm. uh, failure will, will come learn from it. What I learned from it is, is, you know, uh, that there are so many other opportunities. If I just open my eyes to them, that's what I learned. And that's okay. I wasn't a good fit for that job. It doesn't need to reflect on how good or smart I am. Fit is a good, good term to use these days. Like, yeah. So, um, anything else you'd like to, to add or I think I have one more question and then we can, um, go to that one is sort of. What is the part that you enjoy most about your, um, your startup life? That's a really good question. I enjoy many things and I don't enjoy some things, but I think I like being out of my comfort zone often. And I am. I have to reinvent myself. Um, I have to think out of the box all the time, all the time. And I love that. And I bring many of my skills and I do something different every day. And it's, it's, it's I just love it. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a really good fit for my character, I think. Fun to hear. Um, definitely. And I want to say to this community that it's a great community. I've been part of it for, you know, uh, a, a long time now. And I, I, I observe it and I'm participating in it. And I, I love that community. Lena, what you did is awesome. I think Adi is talking about science abroad, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, Science Abroad is a, is a network for Israeli researchers, mainly abroad, but also in Israel by now. And um, I agree. We, we managed to sort of build this sort of online community uh, that is quite open and, um, 
uh, warm and uh, sort of including, especially now during this time of Corona, if you're listening and we're about eight weeks into close down. And 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's amazing how an online community can feel very close and, um, and real and supportive um, and it's fun. Um, Definitely. So any uh, more advice to budding? Uh... No, but, but I would love to answer questions if someone wants to uh, contact me privately. It's a D at mykumbaya.com. Would love to answer any questions or whatever someone have to ask. I'm, you know, I'm good. Lena, it was amazing. I had so much fun. Thank yeah, you. Me too. Uh, so we'll add uh, your email and all the links we've talked about. I'll... Um... I'll sift through and ask you um, all the sort of, you know, books and the resources you've mentioned. I so would love to answer anything, whatever you need. I had okay. so much fun. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope people will enjoy it and we'll uh, see everyone back in the group. Thank you.